0: Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter and I'm going to be talking about Big Little Lies, Season 1, Episode 2, it's called Serious Mothering. So, full spoilers for the episode as always, and I think it's almost uh, on the nose that when I said Serious Mothering there, I almost said Serious Smothering. Uh, I don't know if that's like a Freudian Freudian slip there, but uh, yeah, that's episode... You know, we can tell you that there there's some interview snippets still of like uh, the, the the teachers and witnesses, but there's less of it. There was definitely less of that stuff. That, that was very much more just punctuation throughout the episode. Uh, we get deeper into the 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 conflict between Madeline and Renata, where you know Renata is still pissed at Ziggy and is just, basically as they put it in the episode, the the battle lanes are drawn where. Uh, her daughter's having a birthday party and she invites everyone in the class but Ziggy and this sets off sets off Madeline who wants to kind of counteract that and there's a lot of it's funny because I I mentioned last episode that sharp objects the theme of sharp objects was largely sort of hidden anger I feel like at least so far in Big Little Lies it's less hidden anger although some of it's hidden it's more passive aggressive (laughs) like no one's really hiding anything they're pretending they're hiding things, but they're not really hiding anything. Uh at, at least to a, to an extent. And I, I think that's kind of interesting. <laughs> a little bit interesting. So So yeah. Uh so where we begin here, we, we have uh they have their first day in school. Uh again, Chloe's like my favourite uh, ever. Uh between uh like you know, at one point Madeline's making a scene because the, the, the guard outside's like directing traffic he's like ma'am get back in your vehicle and chloe shouts over are you making a scene woman it's hilarious uh, the other one i liked is in the class uh, the, the the first graders have been introduced to henry the hippo who is a stuffed hippo that they get to all share to take turns having sleepovers with and there's a great moment where ziggy sort of turns to chloe and kind just gives gives her this like really and Chloe just kind of, and like, yeah, I know. She rolls her eyes. Like, Chloe is clearly at least ten years older than than her body suggests because the way she reacts to things is amazing. Um, and it leads to some 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 trouble later on, where where Chloe kind of or- orchestrates like a trying to like mend the fences with the with Renata's daughter. Um, where even uh, Bonnie and Nathan's daughter get kind of involved in this, where chloe plays music and sort of gets them to dance and he you know it sounds like he goes in for a kiss or some something to that effect but the parents are all called out um and it's just this, this kind of drama and you know some of the parents are like this doesn't seem like it's a big deal it doesn't seem like anything bad really happened uh of course is like i'm getting my lawyer this is not good enough and of course is like defending the kids and being like no wait they're kids This nothing serious happened what we're we talking about here um and more and more, like, you're getting the sense uh, more directly in this episode that the frustrations of the parents are almost being lived through the children, right? So, instead of dealing with the problems that Madeline really has, she's instead channeling everything into turning what her child is involved in into her drama, into something she can fight, because it's it's almost like something that's still close to home, but it's just a little bit detached, where it's not dealing with her actual marriage problems, it's, it's fighting other parents who she sees as unjust and gives her you know, a purpose, a project, as it's been referred to in the show. um, Because her marriage is very much uh, important, because in this episode, uh, once again, uh, Ben, sorry, not Ben, that's his name on the office, sorry, uh, Ed. To be fair, Ed and Ben, they're, they're equally generic names. right? Ed, you know, after Madeline gets frustrated again, uh about about bonnie about whatever i I think it's actually abby the older daughter who says something and it sets her off to go outside and stand on the beach again and he comes out and he wants to fight about this he's like hey no matter what happens you seem to care more about what your ex-husband is doing and that your ex-husband is showing up at your yoga class and that bonnie's making him do that and madeline does actually have one really good point here where it's maybe not just about not being over her ex it's the idea that he was never there for abby when she was that age he he was missing he was absent and seeing him be there for uh his new daughter is kind of painful and and a yeah i must have been a quiet word for us but it's painful i'll just say it's painful um and then on top of that the fact that now abby's kind of like bonding with him and he, and, and bonnie it's kind of like it feels unfair to her right and it's actually the, the one point because so much so much of ed's stuff is so sympathetic and relatable where He's clearly, yeah, like Madeline is constantly talking about her ex-husband. She's constantly caring more about that. She seems to just ignore Ed for the for the last, you know, vast majority of the time, and Ed gets frustrated and is like, "No, <laughs> like, you know, you're you're my the one, right? You're you're my the one." But clearly, Nathan's the one for you. We are still not over him fifteen years later, uh, but even he gets to like get out of his his pent up frustration because Nathan tries to to talk to him because there's an altercation between uh between madeline and bonnie because madeline happens to catch abby with birth control pills and demands to know where they came from how she got them and she's she's like oh i saw a doctor and said, no no it was planned Parenthood. it wasn't the you know it wasn't the family doctor it was planned parenthood and she's like who took you and she just doesn't say anything but you know exactly what the answer is because it's the obvious dramatic answer right so we see Madeleine just screech into the you know the the outside the school on like day three of the school or day two of the school, and comes storming out the car to talk to Bonnie, even though the the guy she was arguing with earlier about being out the car, uh, which apparently is a big no-no at the school. Uh, news to me, but. Uh, it basically just rips her apart. It just says, yeah, I appreciate this and I appreciate you getting, you know, taking an interest and blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to my daughter's uh, sexual activity, you know, how about I get a call about that first before you offer to drive her to Planned Parenthood? Um, and, you know, like they have kind of like a a makeup scene uh, later in the episode um, where she comes in and tells them that, you know, Ed, that he is the one and they do kind of hug and embrace and but because of that alteration earlier on though nathan actually calls ed and wants to speak to ed uh, and wants to talk to him about you know madeline giving too much shit to bonnie and wants to talk to him because he's more level-headed and ed kind of like gets his frustrations out a little bit and basically tells him that he wish he, he's hoping to kick his ass at some point he talks about being bullied in school and <laughs> how he always wished that he'd just kick the shit out of the little guy and how he's kind of almost hoping that Nathan will do something so that he can do that and get his frustrations out. And Nathan doesn't really respond to Ethan until he leaves and then he's like, ah oh, yeah speak to him that again I'll you know you know blah blah blah. F bomb F bomb F bomb. Um and so much of this show was people denying how they feel is people denying what their emotions are and I think bizarre I can't believe I'm going to say this but Madeline and Ed bizarrely are the more like they're definitely dysfunctional. They've definitely got problems, but they're definitely in a more healthy place than say Celeste and and uh, Perry, which is uh, Alison Skarsgard's character. I'm on the name still. <laughs> I'm just glancing over and confirming the names as I'm talking about them. Um, they have such an unhealthy relationship. that uh, that th- this episode, um, like. He, he, like, you know, because obviously last episode he had that moment where he grabbed her arm and got really stern with her. And it was very uncomfortable. This episode, they're in the car with the kids and, you know, he kind of apologises for it, but you kind of get the feeling like maybe... That's the, you know, it has that feeling of like, this has happened before and he's apologised before. So this apology feels meaningless, even though we've never seen that before. And she says, maybe when you get back, we should go to counselling again. And he's like, that's a good idea. He seems like he's receptive to the to the motion. But you still have that sinking feeling that... This is all show because he's supposed to look like he cares. He's supposed to look like he's trying to improve, um, not because he actually is improving or is genuinely apologetic. Uh, so, and he gets mad at her very quickly because he he gets mad when he realizes that the, the parents aren't supposed to go inside on the first day. You know, he he delayed his flight a day so that he could go go with them on their first day of school, only to find out that they they did all the you know meeting the teachers on orientation day. That's what that was for, uh, which seemed like a fairly obvious thing. Which is what what Celeste says. And he gets angry, uh is angry that she's dismissing his feelings. Uh, and at least to a scene where he's packing, kind of, kind you know, he's in a mood, he's packing. And at least to a scene where she eventually does kind of like uh, call him a dick or she calls him something. And he slaps her across the face, and then she slaps him back. And like, this, you know, like, it's a very uncomfortable scene. And then he kind of gets on his knees, to he pushes her against the wall, and then gets on his knees and kind of is sort of. Begging and apologetically for for you know what he's done, but then as soon as she tries to move, he kind of holds her in place, and it, it gets it gets very uncomfortable. And for for a certain point, it feels like I'm about to see a rape scene. And then she kind of reciprocates and actually goes for his pants, and it becomes this very very rough, very very quick sex scene. Um, and again, going back to unhealthy, and I I think to an extent, I mean. To an extent, it is kind of. I mean, obviously there was assault before the sex, but in, in a way, I, I almost think that this would be a rape scene if she didn't make the choice beforehand to just turn it not into what. If, if that makes sense, because later in the episode, she has several p- points where you know she tries to kind of justify. I shouldn't say what happened to to uh, Madeline. She she just kind of like says, "Oh, sometimes we fight, and it kind of ends in sex, and it's kind of you know angry and passionate," and. You know, Madeline's like, that sounds a bit twisty, dude. And she's like, oh, no, it happens enough, and I think I kind of like it too. He, I think he likes it, and I think I like it. And it was that scene where I started to think about her. I think she's almost just convincing herself she likes this, because that's better than admitting that she's in a toxic relationship with, with serious problems, that he's abusive. And it made me think back to the sex scene itself, and I almost feel like she made the choice to seem like she she was giving consent before the sex itself happened just because that kind of like almost makes it less awkward afterwards that this was not what that you know it, it makes it, it it defines it as not that it defines it as no this was consensual in some way but i don't necessarily think like it feels like an unhealthy thing where it's it's, it's almost convincing herself of it before it actually happens uh, and it just it, it really that, that kind of struck with me that that idea and then she's kind of like scared to go back in the house, even though he's not there. Uh, she has this kind of moment where, and it's not even, uh, maybe not scares the, the right word, but just she's going back in the house and this is where it happens. So she's having this kind of flash and he sent flowers. He, he Skypes her on the phone and he tries to get flirty and ask, ask her to like take off her, her, you know, her evening gown. And she, she does a little bit, it gets a little bit flirty. And it, but you have this star, star, stark reality moment where she's like taking off her, her, her evening gown and the bruise in the back of her shoulder which I think was very wise that we didn't know about we didn't see that she was bruised from, from being pushed against the door we we didn't know that and I think it made this moment really sing as, as a dramatic beat because she got very uncomfortable and quickly covered up and again it's like she can't even show him the bruise that he caused because it's about hiding the, the problems of this series um but at the same time like she goes and like hangs out with the kids and she makes the choice later on to skype him in the middle of the night you know he's in a different time zone so it's much later for him she wakes him up and you know the episode ends with her her you know you know getting sexy and you know masturbating and he starts masturbating and that's kind of the end of the episode and again i th- I think with the, their relationship is very much about using sex to to mask what's actually wrong with them and what's actually they're using sex as this kind of crutch um in a very very unhealthy way and uh so i feel like i got a really deep insight into their characters in this episode so i think the episode was really successful in doing that um and in fact to go back to the scene where she's talking to madeline i, I want to bring up this scene because uh, to go back to the the battle with the kids and madeline waging war and renata they're you know they're out for drinks uh, this is after she's had the fight with ed so so they're talking about it and uh, you know, Celeste is kind of suggesting, you know, maybe, maybe like, you know, Ed, you know, is kind of aware that you're not as passionate with him that you might have been with Nathan. Maybe he's picked up in that, and that's why he's feeling this way. Uh, and if so, can you blame him, kind of thing? And Renata comes over and is like, oh, hey, hey, I'm doing this fundraiser. I want you guys to come. It's all this, this fake, phony, you know, friendly bullshit. Um, I hate all these people, just for the record. Like, I, I can't be arsed with this fake bullshit. <laughs> but, uh, Madeline uh brings up the the invites to the party because she was very upset that that everyone in the class got invited to this party they got invites except ziggy in the class uh because the moment they get the invites as well like chloe's like mm, don't bring this up don't bring this up not in front of ziggy um and she's she kind of moused to her at the end of the scene like was he the only one <laughs> and she just kind of and chloe just instead of answering she goes so what are we listening to let's put on some music <laughs> um so really funny um and then she kind of wages this this war after this but this scene in particular uh she brings this up and renata is like sorry you want my daughter to be strangled at her birthday party and madeline says well if ziggy's not going then there's chloe and chloe's like the pack leader so if chloe's not going then like half the class aren't going and you know, it gets you know, it gets to the kind of the, the, almost the bizarre like comedy of the of this like setup where Renata like leans down and says, uh, "Don't you f with my daughter's birthday," uh, and that was a really funny line. And you know, as she's walking away, Madeline drops a sea bomb on her. It's actually funny because earlier on in the episode, Madeline at one point when she's talking to the the director, the the, the play she's trying to like put on, she. Uh, She says, I'm a lady, so I've never said this to anyone, but you can go F yourself in the head. Uh, So it's funny that like 10 minutes later, she was dropping a C-bomb on someone else. Uh, So again, it's it's that denial. It's it's that saying, I am this person, but you're really not. You're really this. Um, And it's not even that you're that awful what you are. You're just just not being honest with yourself. And there's a lot of people not being honest with themselves um, in this show. Uh, So yeah so she has this idea if she goes to see the uh the director of the play to try and talk about what they're doing next uh she sees that he's got tickets to disney on ice and it happens to be the same day as uh, renata's daughter's birthday so she makes the call to do a oh i'll invite like chloe and all her friends to disney on ice on the same day as the daughter's birthday so the basically they're at war is is it <laughs> it's, like it feels like they're at war in a domestic kind of suburban, uh, you know, mums at war kind of kind of thing, which makes it all very kind of amusing and entertaining, even though we know we're leading to a murder or some kind. We know we're leading to something dark, uh. So so you know we'll get there. Um. So now that stuff was really really interesting. Uh, I was really into it. Um. Uh, Jane, of course, is very upset about Ziggy. She kind of breaks down at the school after having to come in about the incident. With the dancing and the kiss, or the attempted kiss, and she, you know, she's get, she's she's been talking to the guy at the the little coffee shop that uh, the 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 ladies go to uh, in the morning, and he he's got her some, because you know, she's she's an, she's a bookkeeper, she a you know accounts, and he's you know maybe got some some people that she can maybe get employment with, and. it seems like they're kind of flirting although at one point madeline kind of points out that he's gay and no one else seems to know that she seems to just be assuming that because celeste is like wait really it's like yeah all the good ones are um even though jane seems to be kind of into him and i feel like we're going somewhere with that Uh, the the last episode ended of course i said that there was like a like a was almost i I, I thought I, i think i said it was like a car like trunk door Kind of coming down. Uh, From this episode, you get a couple more glimpses of this moment. This seems to be the flashbacks of Jane. Uh, Seems to be the night that Ziggy was conceived. Really, you know, hinting at there's this dark side to it. But like, you know, it makes me wonder though: is there actually more of a violent side to this, or is it just this this sort of more normal regret? I mean, I'm assuming the guy was awful and didn't want to be a part of her life at the very least. But you know, it definitely seems to be hinting at something bigger, at least on an emotional level, uh, from this incident um you know and she, she never brings it up or talks about it you know uh, i mean ziggy himself is even kind of becoming like chloe where when the guy asks her in the coffee shop hey like you know why did you move here and he just kind of butts in ziggy with uh oh, i wanted to have a better life for my son that's all you're gonna get out of her don't try anymore you know he's getting kind of cynical and jaded even at, <laughs> even at the age of like five or six so no like so yeah you know, so not as much as jane in this episode although she gets really upset at one point uh, after uh, there's a scene where she's like getting like angry and dancing to music at one point. I think that's before she's called into the school, and then later on when she's like upset with Ziggy, she like, comes out and she like the, the director really emphasises this like, this knife on the the kitchen table, and she comes back and like stabs it into the uh, into the the chopping board. So you know I don't know if it's implying that she maybe did something kind of sketchy before she moved. um, you know, maybe the fear that Ziggy's doing stuff is because she's done something bad that she's not proud of, and she's worried that it's, you know, he's essentially making her mistakes and could be even worse. Or is it that her father was someone bad and did something really terrible, uh, and she's worried he's becoming like him? You know, there's definitely something there. There's something, you know, buried under. As for the mysterious man who was watching last episode, I think there was at least one shot of him again this episode. Although we seem to be watching, I think, Madeline? As opposed to jane specifically so we'll see we'll see where that goes did someone hired an assassin i mean you know have, having seen two episodes of madeline at this point it wouldn't surprise me if someone had hired a hitman to uh <laughs> to take her i'm not condoning it i'm just saying i understand it. i understand it uh but yeah the the actual the parenting war is actually very fun <laughs> but there's a lot of deep things going on a lot, a lot of darker themes kind of, kind of undercut cutting all this stuff and why they're living through the fights of like through their children uh to to avoid kind of emitting their own problems as adults uh is very much kind of, kind of the themes that i'm getting from this show so far so and of course we're building up to some kind of murder so we'll see we'll see But yeah, uh, that is episode two. That is uh, serious mothering from from Big Little Lies. So I'll be back soon with episode three. Obviously, I plan to be done before season two starts. So that will give you an idea of the pace, maybe, uh, before we get to the end of the show. So yeah, let me know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. It helps out a lot if you do. It also helps out if you rate us on iTunes, on the podcast app, if you, you know, what he give us a five-star rating a little review uh, and of course you can support us even more financially over at patreon.com slash mailfuzz tv uh which is the main thing that keeps us going uh gets you some bonuses some exclusives gets you some stuff early uh but go and have a look and see what's on offer uh but otherwise that's me so thank you once again for watching or listening i always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla